0: Princess here um welcome to another episode of Bye Pumpkin listen I am back in the man cave and um, it is the night before Mother's Day Saturday night and I've had a very busy day and I want to get this done but my husband has fallen asleep in the living room which is near where my um, desk is and if I were to sit at that desk and record in the background all you would hear is that's what he sounds like when he sleeps um i don't know how i sleep through it years of practice i just do the first night we spent together i was like he you know we did what we did and then he fell asleep and i was like wait a goddamn minute what the fuck is this I actually, like, got out of the bed and, like, sat on the floor and wrote for a few hours. So I was like, there's no way. There's no fucking way I can do this. Um, cut to 13-ish years later, I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't usually have to. He we don't sleep. He works nights, so we don't usually sleep at the same hours anyway. But if I have to, I can sleep next to him no fucking problem. Um, even his family is like, how is it possible that you do that? And I was like, I don't know. I just got used to it. Um. Before anybody DMs me, yes, he has sleep apnea. Yes, he needs a CPAP. Yes, it would make his life a thousand percent better. He would stop being tired all the time. He would stop, he would stop uh, ceasing to breathe in the middle of the night. He would actually get like full nights of sleep. I know all this. He knows all this because I told him this. He's not gonna get a CPAP machine, and there's not, and like there's no conversation I can have with him that he will get one. Um, Until then, when we are sleeping in the same bed, I wake up out of a dead sleep if he stops snoring because I think he's dead. So (laughs) that's just how it is. Why am I talking about this? Oh, he's asleep in the living room, so I can't um, record at my desk because he. You will hear it in the background. In other news, it's Mother's Day tomorrow. And I am a huge proponent of not spending Mother's Day with your children, um, especially if you have elementary age children like I do who require constant parenting. There's no, I'm not going to be spending any time with them anytime soon where I'm not also going to be parenting them. So until they're old enough to buy me like a really nice margarita or like, you know, take me somewhere or. Get me a gift that isn't homemade and shit. Like, dude, I don't need to spend Mother's Day with them. Normally what I do is I wake up early in the morning. I leave the house. I don't call. I don't text. I don't look for them. They shouldn't look for me because I won't be here. And I just kind of, like, do things that I want to do. I browse bookstores. I usually go and eat a meal by myself for, like, a night. Like, I... Well, Nice meal is subjective. But sometimes I go and eat, Uh, I go to Papa and I get shrimp and grits, which I really love. They're huge shrimp. And I just love the buttery, creamy grits they have there. And I'll do stuff like that. I'll go to Target and walk around unmolested without people asking me for shit and asking me why I'm going down the same aisle twice. Why the fuck do you care? You don't have nowhere to be. You don't have no appointments. You're seven. Okay? You go where the fuck I take you. You got nowhere to be. Th- that's it. <laughs> so I do that, um, and I just kind of hang out by myself all day. And I show back up around dinner. Everybody's happy to see me. My husband makes me a very nice dinner, and that's Mother's Day for me normally. My husband will get me something. Sometimes depends on. I'm hard to shop for because I don't want shit, and like, and it's extra hard for him to shop for me because like, I find it interesting that he's buy me gifts out of the same budget. Like it's our money. Why are you it, it just seems weird to me. It seems weird to me. I I get the concept of being of sharing um, finances with someone and them saying as a gift that we are going to spend this amount of money on you as, even though it could, it's for both of us. I get that. I I don't know. It just seems weird to me. So, um I don't usually ask for a lot of things. He I know he's been looking for a bike for me because I've been wanting like a little a little cruiser bike for a while that I can so that when I don't feel like going on walks I can go on bike rides. Um, I know he's been looking for that for me and he hasn't been able to find the bike that I that I pointed out to him. So, I don't think I'm going to get a gift tomorrow. Oh, I got a gift tonight. My stepdaughter My stepdaughter bought me Animal Crossing. Why? Because she wants to play Animal Crossing with me. And, excuse me, she doesn't want to play with me. She wants me to be playing and for us to be able to visit each other. This is exactly the type of game I would play. I do have a Switch. And I do love video games of all shapes and sizes. But I also, I'm a frugal gamer and the idea of me buying a $60 game when it first comes out is foreign to me. <laughs> I'm usually six months down the line when there's a discount. And she asked me, am I playing? And I told her I was not. And for the reason I was not and how, like, I had a lot of stuff to do. I have a lot of stuff to do. And I was just like, I'll catch it later, you know. You know, I never buy anything full price. <laughs> and she bought it for me. Um, So it's downloading. And I guess I'll start tomorrow when I'm, celebrating Mother's Day. So this time I'm going to celebrate Mother's Day this year. I'm going to go in my room. I'm going to order way too much sushi. Um, I'm going to have... I'm probably going to go pick it up. Because if I send my husband to go pick it up, then i got to go be with the kids. So I'll probably go pick up my sushi. I'm going to lie in the bed, watch movies. I'm going to read books. I've read three books in the last two days. Like, for a while, I wasn't reading much, and now I'm just like, gotta have them. And I'm going to play Animal Crossing. And I think my husband's going to make me ribs. My husband's makes some nice fucking ribs. So he's going to make me ribs. He's going to make his macaroni and cheese that I like. I think he's going to make me some fried spicy cabbage. And I'm just going to fucking chill. That's what I'm going to do. But first, I'm going to do this podcast. <laughs> um, Guys, so... um. Just a reminder, I've done a bonus episode this week. It's an Ask Me Anything episode. I babbled a lot in it, but, I mean, that's what you come here for because that's what I do. <laughs> so it, if you are a Patreon member, you should it should have uh, downloaded it for you last night, like in the middle of the night. Um, if you're not a Patreon member, you should be. It's only a buck a month. You can go to patreon.com backslash and you will get at least one bonus episode a month. The, but the fact is I that you've... People have given me two... Excuse me. The fact is that members have been getting two to three a month right now. And I'm about to start a John and Kate Plus 8 series where I'm going to take a few John, pivotal John and Kate Plus 8 episodes. I'm going to recap them. Um, and so for a while here, you're going to get a bonus episode every single week. So like you can't beat that with a fucking stick. A dollar a month, you need to... Sign up. And I just want to thank you for everybody who's already signed up. I have more members than I ever thought I was going to get. And I'm just really appreciative of that. I had a long talk with Liz in which she called me a Chelsea. (laughs) And said that I'm leaving shit on the table. But we just talked about some things that I'm thinking about doing. And she really pumped me up about like what people see in my show I mean I'm not going to go all up into this but I'm I always wanted to do a show where I find my niche group of people whether that be 10, 20, 50 people, it's a lot it's a lot more than that. But I that's what I was thinking. I'm going to find people who want this, who enjoy me, who enjoy what I bring to the table and who enjoy this content and then I'm going to make content for those people. I am not going to try to make content for everybody because you can't fucking do that and not everybody's going to listen to this and if I try to please everybody I'm going to end up pleasing nobody and I mean I've been having some back and forth and some wavering but I've had to that conversation with Liz reminded me I've also been like kind of pep talking myself I've had to remind myself that my purpose in doing this podcast is to make content that I enjoy making and to separate that from, like, what people want from me. And that's not to say I don't care if you guys enjoy it. I do very much care that if you enjoy it. But I can't control whether you enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? All I can control is what I can put out there. I can I can control my effort. I can't control my results, which is something that I come back to over and over and over again. Actually, on the Ask Me Anything episode, someone had asked me a question about parenting and... Although I babbled a lot. I hope that's the point I got, that you can control your effort. You cannot control the results. Um, As a freelancer, I always tell myself that. That, like, I cannot control what jobs I get, what pitches are accepted, what letters of introductions are responded to. What I can't control is the effort of putting things out. And I always found that if I put things out into the universe, they come back to me it's just a matter of that effort. And so and sometimes i forget that. I forget that a lot actually even though it's a very it's a lesson that i've been taught to me over and over and over in my life. That and the fact that anytime i try to force something to fit it never works. As long as i do everything possible if i as long as i work as hard as i possibly can and do everything possible to make something work. It will, and if it doesn't, it, it was never supposed to. And if I get to the point where I'm trying to force like a square peg into a round hole, then I will fail spectacularly. All my biggest failures have been me like being like, "No, this is gonna work," even though that's the that's me straining to force a square peg into a round hole, <laughs> even though all the signs were like, "No, baby, it's not gonna happen." And so all this to say is that I'm really happy with the direction the podcast is going in. And I'm thinking about what the future brings and what's what kind of load can I handle, what I can't handle, what do I owe my listeners? What do I owe my Patreons or my patrons? What do I owe? And then what am I willing to do? So Ugh. Anyway, that's behind-the-scenes stuff. Join the Patreon. It's a buck a month. You want to. You need to. You should. And if that's not possible, I understand. Leave me a five-star review. Let other people know where I am and what I'm doing and that this is something special that they need to listen to. And let's get more people that vibe with me over here. Show them where it is. You can also, if you've already left me a review and, um, I mean, you can only leave one review. Um, but if you, you've already left me a review, another way you can help me out is by following me at, o, at oh, Jesus Christ. The way you can help me out is by following me at, uh, by pumpkin podcast on Instagram. You can also follow me at okay then princess on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and that's it. That's, that's the begging part of the, the podcast is over with now. Let's talk about some Gotti. Now. The last episode was called Mother's Day, and I forget who I was talking with, so forgive me because things blur really easily for me. I I do a lot of shit in a day, but um, I was talking to last so wait, hold on. Last time it was Mother's Day, and the kids and I thought the kids had well, I thought Frankie had bought food for mom, snuck it in the house, and that was the extent of their Mother's Day. Which I'm not saying is a bad Mother's Day. I'm just saying that like she was crying like they had went in together and bought her a fucking car. (laughs) She was crying like they had surprised her with a trip to Morocco or something. That's what she was crying. There was so little effort made. Someone brought some catering in and put it on plates. They didn't even put it on plates. and then they just put it in the middle of the table and there were plates out. But someone brought to my attention... That yo, they didn't even buy the ticket, to the, the, the 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 takeout. Their dad did, and I was like, that makes me mad. That they were sitting there with those like, Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> that makes me even mad, more mad about that because here they are. You didn't buy shit. I think your your dad probably was like, listen, somebody's gonna be bringing some tinfoil of food around there. Open the gate. <laughs> And so Frankie opens the gate. The rest of them didn't even fucking do it. And Frankie carries the shit inside. And then you guys have the nerve to be there with the happy Mother's Day. You didn't do shit. You just showed up to a meal. That's what you did. Fuck y'all. I, think, I don't know why these kids made me so fucking mad. I think because they're wild animals. I think that's what it is. Although I will say in this episode that I did for the night, um, I... <laughs> They weren't as bad as I they know. I, I, I feel like this is a tame episode for them. Although I don't think the next episode is going to be because um, they're going to Miami. So this one's called Manscaping. Um, I want you guys to know the word manscaping is gross. Again, I dislike gendered words. No, nope, let me take that back. I try to stay away from gendered words. It's very hard because the English language is gendered. <laughs> and... And um, and not in the way romance languages are. It is gendered in the way that we the connotations of words. Um, and words mean things. I try to be specific with my words, and the because I want to communicate specific thoughts. So excuse me if this is a little bit too uh, woke for you for some people, but. I do try to be careful with my words. And um, hearing things like manscaping, I'm like, why do every time men do something hygienic-wise, we have to come up with a new word for it? Like, why is Dove calling men's shower gel man soap? Soap, you can use it on anything or anybody. Men or women or in between can use fucking soap. Why are we calling it man soap? So that men will be like, oh yeah, I got the right soap. Because I didn't want that girly soap, then with the flowers and the fragrance. That's so stupid. It's so stupid. And I know it's all marketing and, you know, branding and shit like that. But it's so interesting that we have to talk about things that way. And so, manscaping. And I've used that word before as my husband does it. Um, his grooming is out of this world, but he is a triple Leo. So, um, his manscaping just means like you're grooming yourself and to not look like a, a Wolverine. Like, like, I just, <laughs> when I was in college, um, I used to date and fuck a lot of people online, okay? So I would meet people on Black Planet. Mm-hmm. I would meet people on AOL. I would meet people on Yahoo. I have just meet a lot of people on different places. And the first thing you'd always, in chat rooms and shit like that, are just browsing directories. And um, people would always be like, age, sex, location, right? You start with that. And you guys are talking, blah, blah, blah. And eventually, someone would send a picture, and so it's not very different. Well, it is different. It's it's different from online dating now because, like, people like now there's all these pictures already, but there'd only be like one tiny, tiny picture when you're trying when you were like uh, figuring out then, and so this guy had sent me a picture, and it was just like I mean. He was, it was an older guy, he was just kind of lying on a bed. And he had like European underwear, you know, they're kind of like high, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of like men's bikinis. And he had so much pubic hair. So much fucking pubic hair, guys. It was like... It like he'd stuff newspaper into it because it was crinkly. It, I didn't, I, excuse me. I don't know that it was crinkly. It looked crinkly. And, and it was also um, an animal print, which I believe is tacky. So, and even then, I believe even at 18, I was like, Ooh, the girl, that's tacky. Like the hair was a lot for me, but also I was like, it's in cheetah print. So no, <laughs> but I never, I never, I just, you know, so then I just stopped talking to him because that's. What you you do? And you'd just be like, oh whatever. I'm also having conversations with like three other people. So it's not a big deal. And also when I would leave on dates and stuff, I would print out the picture of the person that they'd sent me. Right where their name, where I was going, and because I also talked to people like so for me, I could never like just go out like on a date with somebody I was just talking to online. I also had to talk to you on the phone. To get the vibe. And so and so I'd have their phone number as well. So their phone number, their name, where I was meeting them, and a picture. And I would leave it on my desk in the dorm <laughs> to basically be like, this person killed me. <laughs> this person killed me. Here's their online username on Black Planet. <laughs> and I'm so like, I didn't go missing and, and get someone charged with murder. <laughs> just, anyway. Because cause wouldn't it be, wouldn't it just be just desserts if like I got back from the date or whatever and I'm like walking back to my dorm and then I disappear and then that person is like, I've left a note saying they murdered me. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm talking about pubic hair. Uh, So like manscaping is gross to me because I feel like people should regularly just groom themselves. And I don't have a problem with pubic hair. I mean, I... I don't have a problem with people looking like the way the, the way their maker made them. I don't have a problem with that. I do think basic grooming is nice. <laughs> I do think like um, nobody wants to blow you if they have to like part first. You know, I just, that's how the, that's just a personal preference. But I don't understand why we have to call it manscaping. Why can't we just call it grooming like everything else? Um, I've gone too long on this word, but I just think it's, like, gross. And when I saw that was the name of the, the name of the thing, I was like, ugh, of course. So, Larry, there's a guy named Larry in the living room talking to Victoria. And Larry is John's friend, I guess. Larry looks so familiar to me. He also looks like a cartoon version of a, a guinea pig. Like, it's... <laughs> If this was a cartoon about a guinea pig who was best friends with a family of gorillas, he looks like, He'd have his hat on backwards. He looks like... He looks like a guinea pig to me. But he looks so familiar to me. I can't believe that I remember this man's face. This Well, this man. This boy's face from all the years ago I watched his fucking show. But I do. Um, and he's got loyalty and love tattooed on him. And... And Victoria's pissed. She thinks tattoos are stupid. She thinks that they always get dumb things on them. They're also 17. Um, I guess Carmine's 18, John's 17, and Frankie's 14, probably about to be 15. And Carmine's got a tattoo. Well, basically, Victoria's tattoos like spread. And Carmine's got a tattoo. And she's telling him it doesn't mean anything, and he said it was going to be for his uh, his grandfather, blah, blah blah blah, this 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 and that, and he just like mentions that she was the one who took him to get the tattoo, and I'm like, what are we doing all this for, Victoria? Like, Vicky, like, why are you over here stomping around? talking about how bad tattoos are, how you hate them, how the kids are marking up their bodies, blah, 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 and you drove Carmine to get a tattoo? So then you can't say anything about it anymore because you did that. I, She's, um, I guess she, I, I guess the what she's implying is that she fell for him getting a tattoo because he said it was about the grandfather. And Frankie's telling John is telling us that his older cousin Frankie it's the very Italian thing to do <laughs> to name everybody in the family off of three fucking names <laughs> that that I'm their brother Frankie died. I'm sure everybody every one of those siblings had a Frankie. I'm and the fact is Frankie their brother Frankie that died was probably named after another relative. It is very this is like like when we're talking about um, Real Housewives of New Jersey, why well, everybody's named Joe. <laughs> it's because everybody's getting named after somebody. They only have, like, three names, okay? And so John has an older cousin named Frankie. I guess that's his, I guess that's John Jr.'s. Um, son, I'm assuming. So Frankie's the oldest grandchild. Frankie got a tattoo, um, with his grandfather's face on his back. Um, then Carmine's the second oldest grand, um, grandchild. And he got some words honoring his grandfather. And now John's saying it's his turn. Um, cause it's like tradition. Uh, fuck tradition. <laughs> um, tradition is peer pressure, is peer pressure from dead people. That's what I, and I'm not saying that like you can't like honor, you can't like follow tradition. You can. I just like if you don't want to do it and you still do it, then it's peer pressure from dead people. I just saw an ask, um, and am I the asshole where this woman wants to name her son Gaylord. And call him Gale, because it is a tradition in her family that the first son is always named Gaylord. And her husband doesn't want to do it. And I was like, are we being trolled? Because obviously... You made a baby with this man and the two of you get to decide on a name together. You don't get to unilaterally decide on a fucking name and you certainly don't get to unilaterally decide to name your son Gaylord in 2020 and call him Gayle and then act like, well, nobody's going to find out about it. It's just going to be on his birth certificate. As someone with a ridiculous name, bitch, everyone's going to find out about it. Everyone's going to find out about it. And the reason is, is that unusual names are funny. I have an unusual name. It's easy to find where I live. It's easy to find my shit online. Um, When I went to school, which by the way, my parents didn't, my mom didn't even tell my name was Princess until my first day of school. Like when we were walking out the fucking door. They don't call me Princess. It was my grandmother's name. And my mother only named me that because my mother was trying to stay with my father, even though it was pretty clear that shit wasn't gonna work out. Um... At the time she gave birth to me, it was super fucking clear they were not going to work out. Like, uh, they broke up within months of me being born. Like, and she, I mean, she didn't file for divorce so many years later, but she left him within months of me being born. And, um, yeah. And like, they called me by my middle name and I would go to fucking school and the teacher would be like, Princess, and I'd be like, Actually, can you just call me this? And they'd be like, Yeah, sure, princess. And they would just like, Not give a fuck. <laughs> and, like, literally, not give a fuck. And then every new situation has to explain the fucking name. Everybody's got a joke. Do, does the guy at Slotsky really think I have never heard of somebody's dog being named Princess? Everybody's fucking dog's name is Princess. That's why whenever I get dogs, I usually name them real names to fuck with the rest of you. Had dogs named John <laughs> Bob. <laughs> like, I, that's why I do it. Um, you 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 have to explain your name and all things. People assume shit about you. Princess is actually an insult <laughs> to some people. It's like, and they love to tell me that. And like, it's a whole fucking thing. Now listen, I figured it out, okay? I, I'm gonna be 40 in July. I figured it out. I'm working on it. I don't have a problem with it. I don't. I still don't understand why anybody thinks they're going to tell me a joke about the name princess that I've never heard in my life. But I got it. I'm good. I'm straight. Um but it w- but there were many, many years I was like I do not want this fucking name, especially because I'm not like a princessy girl. I am like I don't know, I'm just like that's not a description you would give me. I'm not a pink, frilly, fluffy girl and it took me a long time to be like okay well that's not your idea of what a princess is but this is i am a princess because that's my this is it this is this is my type of princess so you just have to let you have to like love it or leave it that's it that's all i can say and i can't like take on all your baggage on the name because you just heard it for the first time like this was a process for me and it's not Gay lord. <laughs> I don't know. I was just very, I was like, this is a troll. This is fake. This is be fake. This is be fucking fake. <laughs> There's no way that someone does not realize how dumb, like, don't get cute naming your kids, okay? That's my advice to you. Don't get cute naming your kids. You name your kids a name and then you, you, if you feel like you want to get romance novel and get all wild and, and, and name them the shit that you wrote in your eighth grade diary, fine. Do that in the middle. Okay, and then they can choose to go by that wild middle name. Like, I'm gonna stop talking about this. Why am I even talking about this? Why am I talking about this? Oh, I'm talking about all the names in the family. There's all these. There's like in in a lot of I. But I I think this is a very Italian thing to do because I also know in a lot of different families that like if if your sister-in-law named her kid Frankie, you definitely wouldn't call your kid Frankie. Because she's taken the name. And I know there's been like fights and shit about stuff like that. Another thing I don't get, I'll name my kid whatever the fuck I want to. But I I think it's interesting that they have so they're reusing so many names in this in this extended family and they're around these cousins all the time and everyone's got a bunch of everyone's got like the same name. I also want to point out that the uh, closed captioning person is still trolling these people because Frankie's trying to talk about something and they just gave up and wrote an audible there. Um, so then we go to work with uh, Vicky and she sees some dude that she really wants to fuck. That's the only way I can explain it. He's out front. His name is Rob. He's with another guy who's not as hot. That's why they don't tell us what his name is, but um, he's there for men's fitness and he's going to do a shoot there. He's a model. Now, I don't work for Star magazine. I don't work for any magazine, but I have um freelance for a number of publications. And every now and then I've had to go in because of like I don't know, I was just like you know, I go back and forth to New York a lot and like the editor was like, "Can you stop will you stop by so I can just meet them and stuff?" And I do know that like when a publisher publishes many, many different titles. They are often housed in the same place. Um, many people can work, depending on how big the publisher is. Like, I mean, for most of the trades I work for, they um, they might have three to five titles and one person might work on two titles. They might work between two of those things, whatever. Um, whoever owns Star is a lot bigger than that. And so I found it interesting that Victoria would even be in a position to see the people going to see men's fitness. I found that very interesting. It seemed more like a producer setup. It They do not work in a little tiny office where men's fitness, the people who work for men's fitness are these two doors and then that door starts. They don't work in that type of place. So for them to be going out to the lot, I just felt like it was a it was a setup. And the whole fucking show was a setup. And um so Victoria sees him out there. He's muscly. I mean he's cute. He is good looking. Like I can objectively say he's good looking. I can like He fits all the criteria for good looking. Am I attracted to him? Absolutely not. He looks like a fuck boy. And that automatically makes him ugly to me. He looks like he's going to run up your fucking credit and sleep with your roommate and then give you both an STD and now you guys have to be the gonorrhea apartment. That's what what he looks like to me. So I would immediately be like, ooh, no, mm -mm, not that. So... Also, he's about seven years older than Carmine. So they're saying he's um, 26, making Carmine 19. I don't know. Did Carmine have a birthday? Like, between the first... The the filming's off. So I'm going to try not to think too hard about it. But anyway, so he's also a landscaper. His family owns a landscaping company. And so she wants to give him her card. He wants her card. So she he can call later and she ends up writing on a sticky note and her, I don't know who this person is. She, I don't know if she's an assistant, if she's a coworker, but her name is Tula and Tula goes back out there and asks the guy to lift his, to show him the abs. And then she puts the sticky note on his abs and then brings him back there to, to Vicky. I'm going to be honest. This is, the, this is the most excited I've ever seen Vicky. The most, besides the time when she's screaming at Frankie. This is the most excited I've ever seen her. She is like she's got a genuine smile on her face. She's like she's checking her makeup. And personally, I think the reason she didn't want him to come back there is because on her plate, on her desk, was a sad little plate of chicken nuggets and a barbecue sauce and a Big Mac. And I was like, oh, This is her gross lunch, and he's about to come see that. But he comes back there, and they agree he's going to come out. And he ends up winking at her. He's gross, guys. He's the type of person that is going to hurt you. There are no nice-looking dudes. There are no nice men that look like that. There just aren't. Because they're too good-looking. They've just been swimming through the world in a different stream than the rest of us. And so... I'm not saying that they're evil, but I'm just saying that it's going to be very hard to get to the act like a human being because they're too used to pussy being thrown at them. And they're too used to being able to get what they want because they're nice looking. And so it's almost like trying to date Nell, you know, from the movie (laughs) because Nell doesn't know how society works. And neither is that guy. He is not someone, like later on he shows up late, he probably shows up late everywhere he goes and nobody really gets that mad at him. You know what I mean? Like you'd have to teach him the ways of the world and it's just not possible. And I think you have to be a certain kind of woman to pursue that type of guy and, and to maintain those types of relationships because... I mean, I'm not her. I'm just not that type of woman. Like, first of all, I'm not going to let you be late. You're not going to cheat on me. I'm just, I, it's not possible. It Like, I can't live like that. I can't be like, where the fuck is he? I'm not going to be looking at fucking phones. I'm not going to be like paying for your gym membership. And that's me at this age. I'm not saying that when I was 20, I wouldn't have been willing to do some, I, I was willing to do some dumb shit when I was 20. But even still, that guy seems like trouble to me. He just seems like it, but it's okay. Cause none of this is fucking real. <laughs> so, um, on the other side of town, John is trying to figure out where he's getting his tattoo. He and a gang of early two thousands jail children are standing outside of someplace. I don't know. It's like, it, it giving me club vibes, but I'm like, he's 17. What club is he going to? What can he, well, He can get into a club, but can he get into a club with a camera crew trailing him? I don't know. But you know what? He wasn't inside the club. He was outside the club. So maybe he was about to go. Maybe they went to go to the club and the club was like, bitch, we've been been letting your ass in. (laughs) You've been doing what you want up in this bitch. And uh, you pay that back by coming here with a camera crew. What the fuck is wrong with you? No, no, not tonight. Take it somewhere else. I can see something like that happening. Um, but I mean, we just watched this scene so that someone could tell John the tattoo's her and that was stupid. So the next day or another day back at home, Victoria's getting ready for Rob. She puts on one of her dirty white short sets with dirty white socks and dirty white kids and he comes over with an equally attractive cousin, co-worker, something. They seem to be, they're supposedly landscapers and it's a family business. So he comes over. And, um, she's just, like, talking about how she needs help with her bush. Then they go a long walk around the property showing all the dead foliage and grass and whatnot. And, okay, so, I want to talk about something. Remember last week when I was excited at first that they were doing, like, pop-up facts on the show? Like, at first I was excited because I was like, ooh, I love pop-up video. And then I started seeing the facts that they were popping up. And I was like, ugh, this, no. <laughs> but it's still disappointing this week. While she was talking about her bush, they a thing popped up on the screen that said the first like that detailed when the first roses appeared on earth. What a fucking waste of time. A waste of fucking time. This was done by an intern, a PA. Someone was like, "Watch this and come up with stuff to put on the screen." And they used they figured out a couple of small things like there's no insight to it like one of the things i liked about pop up video is how they would like talk about things that happened in the background of the video how they'd be like this is not really billy idol or whatever the fuck it was and this is just like i, I can't believe they wasted a graphics budget on this it's stupid um so rob can't name any plants <laughs> See, like he doesn't know what's going on, um, and that tracks. I would imagine that yeah, he's a model, and he also works for his family's landscaping business. But like somebody else is in charge. Like they don't. He do, he just shows up to do some work, like to dig shit and plant shit and do some like that's the type of shit he shows up to do. Like he doesn't know the name of the plants, um. At some point, they're like wiping down their abs and muscles with their shirts. Like this is some music video. And they take off the shirts to use leaf blowers. And this is obviously at production's insistence. There is no way. Well, there is a way. But I'm just saying like production told them to do this. And then Tula shows up again. Which really freaked me out because I was like, I don't know where Star's offices is, but I bet you they're in fucking Manhattan. And she lives in Westbury. She lives on fucking... That's a long fucking drive, bitch. That's a long drive. And so unless Tula lives in Westbury too, I can't believe Tula... Tula could possibly live in New Jersey. Like, I just... Unless Tula lives nearby, she did, she did a long fucking drive to get to her house for the weekend to see Rob not know fucking plants. But she's there. Maybe they're also friends as well as co-workers. Alright, so then John and Larry show up and immediately start clowning the landscapers, which... Is the first true thing that's happened to me and that the, the first thing that rings true to me in this scene, because this is exactly what I would I was a smart mouth teenager too. I would have shown up and started immediately clowning them. I would have immediately asked my mom what the fuck is going on and making fun of everything. Um so Rob and his cousin co-worker challenged them to a basketball tournament, which is also a production thing, because what? And this is John and Larry say no at first. And Larry goes, Don't you guys gotta work? <laughs> and I died because that is some good shade right there. Like, listen, we are affluent teenagers. <laughs> we just wander around driving this car we don't pay for. <laughs> going to girls' houses, going to Smoothie King. <laughs> we don't have we don't have no fucking place to be. Our parents don't care about our grades. We can just, we live a life of leisure. Aren't you guys supposed to be blowing leaves? (laughs) It was, it was, it was very nuanced shape. Anyway, but they go to play. John is so scrawny. Because he's a child. Like, he looks so small. And I'm sure, like I said, all the other 17, all the 17 year old girls go wild for him. And as the this show has, what, three seasons? As the seasons go on, a, a lot of people go wild for John. But he is so little compared to these grown-ass men pumped full of steroids <laughs> that he's playing basketball with. They all take their shirts off, except for Larry, who knows he's not allowed about that life. L- listen, when you look like a cartoon getting big, <laughs> you're like, I... I, I keep my shirt on. <laughs> no need for me to try all that. I I know my lane. I know my lane. <laughs> um. So they're playing, and uh, uh. Victoria and her friend are watching. They're yelling out encouragements and "Don't touch my son." It's gonna be a problem. You could take him, Larry. No, they can't. Uh. They lose terribly because again, these are grown ass men full of steroids. Okay. <laughs> So later, is telling her that she She needs, Shirley needs to date that kind of dude, which I find is so... This whole pep talk is interesting to me because that man is not interested in her. He doesn't even seem slightly interested in her. He seems flirtatious, but I think he's flirtatious because of the cameras or he's just a flirtatious person. I don't think at any point he seriously considered dating Victoria Gotti. I think that production said... Do you want to go up to Victoria Gotti's office and flirt with her? And he was like, Yes, I do. Yes, I'd like to be on the AE channel at 7 p.m. on Saturday nights. Yes, I would. I don't know what time it came on. But Tula is just like trying to convince her that that's the kind of dude she needs. And she's like, Well, he's out there playing basketball. He paid more attention to the kids than me. And I'm like, Yeah, because he's a baby. But Tula's like, well, that's the kind of guy that would play basketball with your kids and could take you to dinner. And I don't know. Tula's going on on about Demi and Ashton and how that's a new normal. And I'm like, girl, if you knew then what we know now about Demi and Ashton. <laughs> okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, So... John is still talking about getting tattooed. He got a friend from school to draw the tattoo and actually named the kid's first and last name. I think it was Justin Flores or something like that. I'm surprised they left that in there. I don't think that today they would have let him name a minor that he went to high school with on the show as the person who designed it. I don't think they would have let him, even though he didn't say anything bad about him. It's a wooden cross with roses and it says you give me strength in italian it's a tribute to his grandfather with nothing from his grandfather on it which is how you do get tattoos that are tributes you get a you get a tribute you you get something you like you wanted anyway and then you then you make it fit to the situation so it's vague you don't get someone's name you get you get a shamrock because you're both irish that's what you do because it can be vague in the future. Um, so yeah, um, Vito, a family friend, is taking him to the tattoo shop saying that everyone in their family, a lot of people in their family have gotten tattoos there. Um, I'm sure this tattoo is comp. They show this They show this tattoo sign so many times. Um, this is when the pop-up says, King George V had five tattoos. Useless! Why do we give a fuck? <laughs> Now, John 17, legal age to get a tattoo in New York, is 18. I looked it up. So, what are we watching here? Victoria's acting like she didn't know this was happening. Who signed a release? Vito? Vito signed a release? Victoria signed a release before- previously when they set this up with the production and everything? Like, there's no way that these people did this tattoo on this boy without covering all their bases and they had it filmed for TV. There's just no... The tattoo guys tells him not to pass out because if he does, they take naked pictures of him and send them to Blue Boy Magazine, which I guess is gay porn. Always love homophobic humor. Um. So, Victoria's complaining to her friend. And, her, by the way, her friend must have been there all fucking day because it seems dark now. And Victoria's now... Change out of her dirty white outfit and into dirty white pajamas. And she's telling her how much she hates tattoos and her and John fought over and how it's terrible. Meanwhile, can't stop thinking about the fact that she let Carmine go get a fuck. She took, she didn't even just let Carmine get one. She took Carmine to get it. And that's not how it works. Like, as you get, anybody who has a bunch of kids knows, will tell you. You're stricter. You loosen up as you go. You don't strict up as you go. You don't let the oldest get a tattoo and then the second one's like, no, you then you go, no, tattoos aren't for kids. Then no, 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 I'm not gonna let you get a tattoo. That's not how it works. Normally what happens is you get looser and looser, and by the time the youngest is old enough to get a tattoo by the time the youngest is in the eighth grade, you take him to get a tattoo. That's how it works. Because you're just like, one, you're tired, two, um, you've got more experience and that you're like actually. It doesn't fucking matter how many hours of TV they watch. Doesn't matter. I'm not, I don't want to do, I don't want to have the fight and I, and it literally doesn't matter. They're still going to watch TV. So you know what? Watch what the fuck you want. Just get out of my face. That's how, when you have for, like um, a series of children. Now, if you have two kids and they're like two, two years apart or a year apart, you're not going to have the, they're, they're basically the same age. I'm talking about when you have like kids that are going through milestones like years apart you I t- I'm telling you you get looser not stricter so John walks in and Victoria is waiting at the door to let me see and this must be out of order again Annie's editing the editing on their reality tv shows isn't great because Victoria is at the door she's got on a dirty white apron over her dirty white pajamas and when she was sitting in there talking to Tula they edited to make it seem like she got up and walked to the door and was waiting for him when he got in. But I don't think so because why would she put on an apron? <sighs> um, Victoria's very upset. <laughs> She's upset with him wanting it. She's upset that he pushed her and then just went and got it. And I get that. I, I've said, I keep saying this, there's only so much parenting you can do with a 17-year-old. Like, you've done most of your parenting. And at this point, the choices they are making are their own. And if they have decided to go out and get a tattoo, like, that's a reflection of where they are and the choices they have made. Now, she said he's going to regret it, blah, blah, blah. And maybe he will. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. But those are his regrets, not yours. That's, that's the thing that, like... At that point, like he knows how you feel. You've given, you've told him all the information. You've made your points. You've also taken Carmine to get one. And the fact is, he wants one and he went and got one. And the more you try to control shit like that, the harder they push back at you. And then they go out and do real crazy shit that they do actually might regret. I. I hope my 17-year-olds... Well, first of all, I'm not signing a fucking release. And if Vito signed a release for my fucking kid, we got a problem, Vito. Okay? Don't put yourself in a position like that by fucking around with my kid, okay? (laughs) So, that's one. I'm not signing a fucking release. When you turn 18, you... We'll touch your fucking face. Get out of my face, though. I'm not doing it. But the other thing is... is I hope that when my kids are those ages, I'm like, you know, I, I want you to... Like, I'm, I'm not anti-tattoo. I have tattoos. I have a lot of piercings. Um, I, it, It's not a big deal for me. Um, I actually like piercings better than I like tattoos because you can take piercings out. But, um, and I don't have all my piercings in. And so some of them have probably closed up. But one time I was... Like the thing I actually wear most of the time is my nose ring, but I have a very small stud in it right now that I can wear. And then I'll sometimes I won't wear a ring. And just one time I had the ring in and like my foster care director was at my house and she was like, Do you have a nose piercing? I was like, Yeah. And she's like, I didn't know you were one of those people. And I was like, What does that fucking mean? I was like, I have a lot of piercings. And she's like, What? I was like, Yeah. Like, I I don't know what to say to that. I don't know what that means by those people. But I'm not like a post. I'm not a post. I'm just not. I just feel like any modifications you want to do your body, I want you to be an adult and you sign the paperwork. And you do that shit. Um, I just hope that, like, I'm not. I hope I don't act like a brick wall for them to go up against. To make them want to do things more. I hope I'm more like a tell me what your plans are. Uh, let's talk about it. Okay, well did you think about this? Did you think about that? Well, also this. Like I I want to be, like I said I want to by the time my kids are 17, 18 years old, I want to be a consulting parent and that you can like talk to me about stuff. I I always I bring up things. I'm there as a safety net for you, but I'm not going to be making decisions about like this. And if you have the balls to go out and spend $500 on a back tattoo and you got $500, Go with God. <laughs> um, I just remember when I would show up with stuff, especially the facial piercings. When I would show up with stuff, my mom would always be like, Oh, I see what you do. Oh, you got that. You got to see you have a, a piece of metal there. Hmm. Well, looks nice on you. <laughs> Long pause on you. <laughs> Well, I like, see you're still doing stuff. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. <laughs> she just really never gave me a lot of shit about it. She just was, um, it was clear she was uninterested in that, but she was also like, okay, well, I mean, you just run your little life however you think you're going to run it. And sometimes she would openly laugh at me because I'd be like, I know what I'm talking about. Mm-mm-mm. I'm 17. I I run the world. She'd be like, ha, ha, ha. Be in before I close my storm door. <laughs> You'll sleep on the porch. Goodbye. She just really was like, yeah, you know nothing. But cool, cool, cool. You'll figure it out. <laughs> um, so as we get to the end of the episode, Tula and Victoria go out to dinner. Okay. And they're also with someone else who I think is like the real estate agent. I don't know. She was in a couple of scenes, but they didn't really give her a chiron. And I feel like I remember her as the real estate agent from season one, from episode one. So um, they're out to dinner and Rob is an hour and a half late. I don't know what the fuck anybody's doing waiting around for somebody to get somewhere for an hour and a half. That is a big no, no. First of all, if you're 10 minutes late with me, I've already assumed that you're dead. I've already planned what I'm going to say at your funeral. I've got the outfit in my head because that's the way my fucking anxiety is, is set up. But there's no way I would still be waiting there an hour and a half late, later. I just couldn't do it. And Victoria is really like upset at this. But this is what you get dating babies, okay? When you're 20, he's 26 and he looks like that. He's used to people waiting for him. And there are plenty of 26, 27 year old girls that don't have no problems waiting for that shit. That don't even that don't even make plans with him until he sh- he's ten minutes from the house. That like are like oh well we don't know we, uh, he says we're gonna go out we're gonna do so and so but we don't know and like literally he texts them I'm on the way and that's how he that's how they know they're going somewhere and that's that's a stage you go through in your twenties. I think 27, 28 is a little late to be going through that stage. But, yeah, that's a stage you go through in your 20s with people. And so, like, he's used to being able to do that. Also, he's late because he doesn't give a fuck. Because this is a production thing, right? He, like, production said, do you want to go to dinner and flirt with Victoria Gotti? And he's like, yeah, I'll go. I'll go pretend like I have some interest in that much older woman who looks... Skeletor-ish and is wearing a dirty white outfit again and also has, like, long, ratty, blonde extensions. Yeah, I'll go. Yeah, I'll go be on TV. But he doesn't give a fuck. He was just smoking weed and doing coke in his car with his real girlfriend. The real girlfriend's probably still in the car outside. Like, when's he gonna wrap this up? We got a party to go to. This is... (laughs) He didn't show up because he didn't want to. I just I just found it so interesting. And then she sits there and starts to lecture him. Like he's one of the kids. Like why are you even wasting your breath lecturing him, Victoria? Why are you still here, Victoria? You should have got up. Well, this is prime me to go to dinner and you didn't show up on time and I just started eating. <laughs> That's, like I'm here. <laughs> I'm going to order for a nap. I'm going to get my wine. I'm going to order. And like, by the time you would have got there, first of all, I'm a quick eater. By the time you would have got there an hour and a half, I would have already had my little doggy bag. <laughs> I would have already been back home in my pajamas eating my leftovers and my dessert. There's no way I would still been there. And there's, and obviously, so we watch Real Housewives of anything and somebody doesn't show up on time or whatever, part of the problem is that they're filming Real Housewives in places that allow them to film there. And also a lot of these housewives do not live in the area in which their show is set. Like, especially, Like think about the Atlanta girls who live far a fucking way from Atlanta. Think of the Beverly Hills girls. Some of them live in Beverly Hills, but a lot of them do not. Pasadena, Erica Jane. There's nothing wrong with fucking Pasadena, but it does take a while to get there. And so when people, so when they're having those conversations, like you're late, there's all this background to it. The fact is, this is a production setup. I came from my house in Pasadena. um, Also, you don't know what call time they gave me. They could have given me a later call time to fuck with you so you and I could fucking fight. And then there's also a layer of why didn't you leave? Well, I didn't leave because I'm at my job right now. And they told me I had to stay. So, like they but they don't ever say shit like that. They don't ever point to a guy in the back and go, Larry told me I couldn't leave until you got here. <laughs> they don't say that. <laughs> so I get why Victoria is still there. That said, You fell for the fucking okie doke girl, because I would have fucking left. So they leave, and they go to a karaoke bar where they're drinking and stuff, and there's still a lot of lecturing, and you like to challenge women, and my father would say this, and my father would say that. Now, I personally do reference my parents a lot because they're in my life a lot. Like, my mom, we were just talking about Chipotle last night, and then this morning, well, today, I got a Mother's Day card from my mom that had a Chipotle... had a Chipotle gift card in it. Why? Because she wanted me to have it. And I didn't get her anything because I told her I have too many I have more kids than she does. <laughs> so that trumps it and I don't have to. <laughs> no, I'm just like at a point like I spent so I was single for longer than anybody else in my family. All of my brothers got married much earlier than I did. I was childless for much longer in my family especially on my husband's side. They I mean they are popping out kids like bam 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 bam. Two three sisters were pregnant at the same time. Two of them gave birth in the same room together. Like they 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 have kids. And so I spent many years um buying gifts for people, doing over the not over the top, but doing like extra nice things for my parents on Mother's and Father's Day and birthdays and stuff because I was single and I had the disposable income. I don't have disposable income like that. And also, um, my husband tricked me into buying a house last year and like my money's all there. Like and I I used to always be the one that remembered everyone's birthday and I would have and I would send everyone cards and gifts and that used to be my job. And the more kids I have the more I'm like, well, guys, I can't I can't like be on top of all this stuff because I just have a lot more things to worry about. And after I told my mom I had more kids than her and therefore I don't have to give her a Mother's Day present, <laughs> I told her the real reason I didn't send her one was one. Um, I'm really nervous about... So I'm not nervous about coronavirus in terms of like, what will this do to society or anything like that? I'm not, actually not nervous about getting it. I know I'm going to get it. I know I'm going to die from it. So I'm just looking forward into the future. (laughs) But the biggest worry I have is like economically, how will I get out of this? So I'm not spending money on anything. I'm not like, and, and when I go frugal, when I get worried about money, I mean every fucking thing. So I was like, no, I'm not going to send you a Mother's Day present. I need to keep my money. (laughs) And she was like, I understand. I know you're worried. And I was like, yeah, I am. My parents both work for the government. My father's already retired from the Navy and he's about to retire again from the government and get another, get, get a part-time job. Like they're good. They're fine. They, they're they making the most money they've ever made in their lives. They're the richest they've ever been. And so, so I was like, I'm not going to get you a Mother's Day gift card. And you know who should? One of my, my brothers should be sending you Mother's Day gifts because they went years without doing, saying things like, I have a small baby. I'm in Afghanistan. I'm in Afghanistan. <laughs> I don't mean to make fun of them, but I was like, well, you're making this call. You can send something. Um. Anyway, that was, but I, so I reference my parents all the time because they're a big part of my life. But the way Victoria references her father and does not reference her mother, who she's named after, I believe. I think her mother's name is Victoria Gotti too, which is also a very Italian thing, I believe. Uh, every person I know, same as her mother in that way is Italian. So anyway, but the way Victoria says my father, like she expects you to know who her father is. And she expects you to respect it because he was the John Gotti. And okay. Alright. I mean there's only so much of that I can take. Like like when I talk about what my father's telling, you, I want to tell you about um an old man who's crazy. I, I'm not expecting you to be like, oh, your father. Hmm. Yeah, I know that name. I don't. I that that's more name It's grosser to me. So, yeah. Um, they go to a karaoke bar. Um, they drink, they dance. Um, she Victoria's kind of over it. At least according to her voice over because like even as they're like singing karaoke and dancing they're like pulling up their shirts like dude this is (laughs) this is gross remember Magic Mike came out I've only seen the first one and a lot of people were like yeah I mean I think a lot of women were really excited to objectify men in a way that um, heterosexual women don't get to do okay Um, gay men get to objectify men in a way that like a group of girlfriends don't talk about men that way. And so a lot of women were really excited about it. It was really hard for me. I didn't think, I wasn't that excited about that movie because I was like, they look like dead behind the eyes. They look like plastic dead behind the eyes. And that's not my thing. It's not my thing at all. And, um, like, Channing Tatum in a thong doesn't do it for me. I I don't know why. Um, he he uh, trims his pubes, I assume. So, <laughs> But anyway, um, and I saw the movie because one night, it was very late. I, was, I had a long day at work, and my husband and I were eating Chinese food. And he goes, let's watch a movie. And then he goes, Magic Mike. Oh, look, it's got Channing Tatum in it. It's one of these Step Up movies. He thought it was one of the Step Up movies. He thought it was going to be like two street crews battling each other for the best dance crew in America or something like that. (laughs) And I said yes to it because I just wanted him to watch it. I wanted to watch him watch it. I don't even remember what fucking happened in the movie. I was just looking at his face. So I was like, what is he going to realize what the fuck this is? And to his credit, he realized very early on that he was not watching Step Up 14. (laughs) He was... (laughs) He, he he realized, but he enjoyed the movie a lot. So he was like, "Yeah, it's a good movie. A lot of good dancing. A lot of." Um, I recently, I don't, I think I'm thinking about that movie because I recently saw the intro for it. I think it was on TV or something, and I forgot Matthew McConaughey was in it, and looking like a piece of rough leather. <laughs> I mean, he did have like a great body in it, but I was just also like. I don't know I watching Rob dance and and like swivel his abs and his butt and stuff doesn't do it for me and it just looks gross to me it looks false it looks plastic um it looks like something that could hurt you that it looks you know mm, you know what it looks like it looks like plastic fruit you know well I don't think a lot of people do this now but you know how some people just have plastic fruit on there like in a bowl on the table because it doesn't go bad and you have the ambiance that's what it looks like to me like shiny manufactured and like if you tried to taste it it wouldn't taste good that's what he looks like and so um, Victoria's like her voiceover is talking more and more about how she's over it and she ends up just leaving which he should have done 10 minutes after when he was 10 minutes late. That's what I would have done. Or I would have eaten and then left. But either way. And then when he got there, I would have told him he can't sit with me. You can't sit with me, Rob. You can't sit with me! <laughs> so um, she ends up leaving. And that's the end of the episode. Next week they, they go to Miami, which is sure to be crazy. Um, I would say that I'm going to get somebody on next week, but I'm probably not. Because, like I said, it's a lot to get people on. I really want to talk to different types of people, but I'm having a hard time making myself reach out for whatever reason. And, I mean, I will. I will get people on, but I don't want to promise it until I've actually got it settled down. I don't want to keep disappointing people, if, if it's disappointing. Liz says it's not disappointing. And so do some of my DMs that says that, like, um... Listening to me talk by myself is just fine. But I want I do want some variety and I wanna give you guys the best show I can possibly give. So that means that sometimes it's just gonna be me ranting in my husband's man cave. And sometimes it's gonna be somebody with like minded uh, opinions talking over each other. And, and you know, we'll go we'll swing back and forth and I'll let you know when it's gonna be something else. But make sure you guys sign up for Patreon um look for the first john and kate plus eight episode early in the week and i think that's it till next time guys bye